Hey everybody, this is Aaron, and uh, over there is Dan. Hi. Hi. And this is the Dan and Aaron Lycorama music. I love that opening intro music, and I especially want to thank um, the uh, Greater um, Afghan Chicken Rescue uh, out in Wheaton, Maryland, <laughs> for uh, donating that raw audio. Uh, that's the sound of... Um, when they let uh, the hounds into the uh, chicken house to chase all the chickens out into the yard. Um, Time-honored, time <laughs> cherished, wonderful, precious tradition, you know, uh, only yeah. about 12 chickens of the several hundred are mauled uh, every year. Um, and, and for those chickens, you know, our hearts go out to them. Um, we uh, Well, you know, the next day is the St. Chicken's Day. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah, our it's hearts go out to them. Yeah, and then and then moss. and then we eat their hearts and their livers and then their wings and their. Mm -hmm. yeah, you ever had chicken heart? No, or no but beef I, heart. Ever had beef heart? I know that there are people that dig beef heart, beef liver, beef kidney. I can't do it. I've, I don't I've like had liver. Kidney, but I don't know. I've never had liver. I've had yeah. the. There's a place down the road. Uh, a Peruvian joint. I've probably talked about it on the show already, but they mm. do um, uh, gizzards. Ooh, interesting. And uh, it's chicken gizzards, and they do yeah. um, a kebab with uh, beef heart. Oh, my God. The Peruvian spiced chicken gizzards is yeah. the best food of, the best meat I've ever had. Mm. That uh, does... And you eat, you eat like six of them, and you're done. Because they're right. so like, th it's you know they're an organ like, right? It's not really like, uh, they're really jam packed. Right, that sounds really freaking good. Yeah, it's good. All right, tasty, um, tasty. I've been that opening music. I've been listening to a lot of boredoms lately. You ever listen to the boredoms? No, I've not heard of the boredoms. They were a uh, um, a Japanese, uh, kind of avant noisy type band okay. uh in like the uh mostly the 90s and 2000s i guess mm -hmm. um the dude uh oh, i can't remember his first name but it was like blah 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 i mm -hmm. um was kind of the main guy and uh they hooked up with uh um Oh, Zorn. They hooked up with John Zorn. John Zorn. Nice. Uh, I think, I want to say the first record that Zorn's label put out, Zadik, I want to say it was a Boredom's record. Oh, that's kind of cool. That might, I might be crossing wires there. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, their records are pretty cool. They're, it's it's uh, good, like, uh, have it on in the background while you do something else, and it's like, you know. It's interesting and like weird, and they make crazy sounds rather than just you know like Tibetan throat singing or whatever. Right. Or like yeah. Well, I've been able to uh, subtly boil in what I've been listening to into what we're gonna do today, which is our playlist for 2022. Um, ah, yes, the point. Yes, yes. Um, 
Let me see here. How many times was I able to sneak them in here for this one? I think it was only, yeah, it's only the one, but I, I'm telling you, there's going to be a day where I'm going to sit us down and I'm going to do like a, a whole synthwave episode. And I'm starting to think more and more that it's less going to be like a well-researched, like into the rabbit hole, like, you know, etymology of synthwave and, and more one where it's just going to be like, here's some stuff I like. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's uh, why it's fun. Yeah, here's why. Yeah, I like yeah. This. You've been talking about synthwave for a while. Yeah, but we I know. have been talking about changing up the format so it's not, uh, in your words, which was a gut punch, and I'm glad that you said it this way, <laughs> when you said, "I don't want to do book reports anymore." Oh my god! Like, oh, yeah. As well, soon as I realized yeah. that we had fallen into that, it was like, oh yeah, because I the was whole like, idea was, it was the lycorama, not the book report. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so whatever the, from now on, whatever the topic is, go read to Wikipedia about it, and then, you know, come back to us yapping about nothing. But this is a special case, because mm -hmm. this is the second of our annual tradition that we started, where every June-ish, on the anniversary of the show, uh, starting two years ago in June, we do a mixtape, where each of us chooses 10 tracks the other one doesn't know what they are yeah and one of us does the evens one of us does the odds and we do a 20 track mixtape yeah um and because going back to you know 20 ish 20 plus years it was like i'm gonna make a mix cd i have and you know mixtapes were around before that was i have 74 minutes that's depending on song length that's about 20 tracks right uh and yeah so so it's our carrying on our old uh mixtape tradition and let's let's talk for a second about why right because I, th I i always feel like that's kind of important um so dan and i both did um uh college radio for uh several years yeah, while yeah. we were in college and uh we both it it ended up essentially kind of being in our blood um it, you know, very early on while I was in high school, Dan introduced me to just a shit ton of new music. And then um, once he and I made it off to our separate colleges, um, we reached a point where it was like uh, um, every time that we'd see each other, we'd be like, check this out, check this out, check this out. We'd be handing each other <laughs> yeah. CDs or we'd be handing each other, as was the practice of the day, um, data cds with thousands of mp3s burned on them like oh my god you have to check out these 18 albums because they're amazing and right right it was great because it um it cross-pollinated music enthusiasm between the two schools that we were at um and it allowed us to then distribute these wild groups these bands to other members of the you know college radio community it was a lot of fun um yeah yeah because yeah at at Move it. We would get stuff, and I'd give it to you, and you would disperse it around Indiana University, yep. and you introduce stuff to me. I would play it on Move it, and people would be like, "Hey, what was that? That was a neat mm -hmm. song." Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was fun. It was a hell of a lot of fun, and it 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 made um, it made discovering music and um sharing music so much more um, it it made it so much more fun, and and it was it was. It was easy back then. There, you know, I'm not going to do a, you know, back in the old days, but you know, it, it was definitely there were the, 
the ability to do that type of sharing was a lot more robust. Um, yeah. And, well, we also didn't have jobs or children. This so you have a true. lot more hours in the day. Yeah. To listen to, to, to chase albums. down new music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As, as we talked about uh, towards the end of the dismemberment plan episode, the last mm. episode where it's like, yeah, I just don't have the hours in the day to listen to whole albums, unless it's something that I can like have on while I'm working. Like, yeah. you know, basically stuff without lyrics. Cause if yeah. there's well stuff without English lyrics, yeah. <laughs> I can, I can have plan all day yeah. while I'm working, but if there's words, I get, you know, distracted. For example, as I recently discovered, um, listening to the entirety of the Mars Volta's D lost in the comatorium hits profoundly different when you're a 22 to 23 year old that can uh, have a few few beers, put the album on and listen to it end to end and lose yourself in the music versus when you're in your 40s and you put on track one and it makes it track three and the oldest daughter goes, I don't know, this isn't really that interesting. By the way, can you make me a water? Like my throat really hurts. Oh, by the way, my friend is coming over. And and you go, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we gotta. We have to pick them up, and I don't want them to hear your dumb dad music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I have been having. Uh, uh, we we finished middle school this week. Oh my, wow, that's right. My youngest finished middle school. Praise the Lord. And uh, so you know when I'm driving her to school in the morning, I won't be playing some kind of music. She's like, "Here, listen to this," and she'll yeah. play something on youtube and i'll be like all right check this out and right, i right. had some cd in the car and uh i was playing uh, uh it was playing like a, a you know a, a live sex pistols track that wasn't on any other on the, you know it, it wasn't on their album it was right. you know a live track a live cover and uh i go you have you heard of this because like i don't know what anyone's heard of mm-hmm. who's when they're 13 years old right so i was like uh have you heard of the Sex Pistols? And she looked at me like, like, like I asked, have you heard of water? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, because they're pretty cool. Um, yes, <laughs> Dad, yeah. But no, then, uh... I've, I've felt like so far I've been, um, I've had a lot of hits. I have a, I have a Google Keep playlist that I've been doing. Um, uh, a, it's a band list that I've been working my way through. I did, uh, Let's see here. We did Creedence. We did Leonard Skinnerd. Um, we actually we just did Guns N' Roses recently. Um, oh, cool! I, I I told the girls I promised them that I would get Burnout Paradise, a video game, set up for them because the the song like the song for that game is uh, Paradise City. Uh, it's like they feed oh, okay. the entire game around the song, and it, it just works. Oh, so well. wow! Um, I played Neil Young. And then we did a whole, um, we did a whole, like, I don't know, like, I'd almost call it like a mini lesson on um, Nirvana, Hole, and Foo Fighters, where I, like, I was explaining them, oh, like, oh cool. yeah, and Amanda, you know, Mommy the and I were tree. alive during this, and, you know, we, you know, <laughs> we, were, we were there when, you know, uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself, and, you know, this yeah, is his girlfriend's yeah. band. It was like, I was your age when. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, we kind of talked all about it. And the, the girls just, you know, the whole time, whoa, really? You know, it's like, yeah, this is yeah. recent news for us. And we did. See, we did, 
Yeah, my ahead. kids have no patience if I'm like, let me educate you. They're like, oh, my God, shut yeah. up. You suck. You're so, boring. So what me and Mary do is yeah. I'll, we just like have it on in the background. Right. And let them, you know, raise an eyebrow. Who's yeah. this? Yeah. Oh, this right. is so and so. Right. Oh, OK, cool. And so, uh, yeah, Mary likes whole. And so now Ru- uh, Ruby likes whole. Right. Got uh, it. Yeah, she got she got the the kids into some stuff by and you know just by like be cool. Yeah. <laughs> because the second that we right. show enthusiasm, yep. unless it's if if it, uh the 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 younger one, the 13-year-old, if it's something manically silly, mm-hmm. I can show enthusiasm and she's like, "Okay, this is great. We have so much sense of humor." But right. um music if i'm like this is great then she's like oh god dad oh god dad likes it yeah right boring dads are stupid no it's really (laughs) cool it's been really cool like playing these bands because my oldest girl has been very selective right and so i'll try a thing like it's so funny we um we did uh we did elvis she was like yeah i recognize these but not really interested i was like okay well you've given three of them a try let's move on um and then we did the beatles and she just her whole face like snarled and she was like oh god can we please not with this and i was like thank god wow. on we go because i have no interest in it either fuck the Beatles. really on wow we go. yeah and then we did the who i think and every every other Beatles song is really good yeah <laughs> they're they're either like wow this is awesome yeah. eh. and i think the white album is like the the perfect representation of like you could carve this into an amazing record and right. a garbage record i just honestly and for have, and of course all the ones that i don't like are the ones that people are like no you have to like blackbird yeah. that's an amazing piece of art like, yeah boring yeah exactly <laughs> i have but give me like, give me glass onion though glass onion rules i, have I love maybe that like one. one or two beatles songs that i i like as comfort songs but the rest mm. of them I just don't have any interest in. And the only reason that I like them as comfort songs is because they were used in movies or films in a way that I was like, oh, yeah, that plucked my heartstrings. But, like, it was never, never music that I would have come to on my own and been like, oh, wow, you know, Blackbird singing in the dead. No, F all. Um, <laughs> but was it you who told me about the, uh, I almost said Peter Bogdanovich. That's the wrong guy. Um uh, Rob Blagojevich, the uh, ex mayor of Chicago. Rob yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, who's the guy who uh, he played the tick in the most recent one? The guy from uh, Look Around You. Oh, Peter Serafinowicz. Uh, Serafinowicz. Yes. Oh my God, that uh, dude's awesome. That guy's the was best. Was it? Was it you that sent me the video, the the so. song where it's him doing the Beatles song? Uh, woke up, get out of bed, that come across my head. Yes. It's a day in the life, except yes. he, he does the Paul McCartney song for like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me because that was part rules. of Sarah uh YouTube, where he does a whole bunch of experimental film stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh His, my God. The the part, the that's just, he just, and he plays like the actual song, and then he takes over for Paul McCartney, <laughs> and it just keeps going and going and going and going and, and like he misses 
the he misses his stop on the bus and he right. comes in late to the office and he asks the secretary for a cup of tea <laughs> and he goes and gets some lunch and lunch wasn't very good. <laughs> it just keeps going. Yeah, his it's so funny because that dude Oh, it's he, so good. He only has like bit parts in various movies, right? Like he's one of the um he's part of like the the galaxy police in Guardians of the Galaxy, just like one of the background characters. He was oh, randomly okay. He, I didn't yeah, realize that. Yeah, he he worked alongside John C. Riley's character in the movie. Um, and then, oh, okay. Yeah, he was um, okay. He had a God. It was something where like he was like a rich heir or something like that in a sitcom for a while, but he shows up in these random bit parts. But his YouTube channel is just so weird. It's one of those things where it's like. This dude obviously has, like, his Hollywood-facing career, and then he's got his I'm-gonna-be-Indian-weird-as-shit career, right? And, and yeah, I yeah. love when he does that stuff. But, like, um, he is clearly one of the guys behind Look Around You. Right. He's one of us. One of the yeah. greatest pieces of oddball television ever made. Hell yeah. So... Anyway. With, with so, my... mixtapes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, this I is was... the one episode we have to stay on topic. <laughs> oh, that's stay right. On target. We always go really long. All right, all right. Yeah, all, all I was gonna say is, um, so I, I did all those uh, those bands, and and my daughter has been very, very like ironed eye about um, which ones she does and doesn't like. So so far, the the oldest What's girl. What's iron dyed mean? Does like, it mean she can see the fey folk? Dead eye, iron spectacles <laughs> like like razor sharp locked on target in terms of what she doesn't oh like. okay yeah um but she likes she likes rocking in the free world by neil young she oh, really yeah. likes roundabout by yes uh Good song. she liked uh, learn to fly by foo fighters uh she oh, likes right on. um um i think it's called skin it's when i wake up in my makeup the, the oh whole yeah, song. yeah 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 um, oh yeah yeah she was like I think Two Tickets to Paradise is okay, but I don't think I'd listen to it all the time. Is and that Jimmy Buffett? That's who, who um, does that? Eddie Money. Eddie Money, okay. Yeah. And then she really likes... I, and I played a lot of Who songs for her because Who's discography is so big. But um, yeah. the one that she kept coming back to was a quick one while she's away. She was like, yes. this is, she was like, this is cool because it's a music poem. It's like a whole story. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I did, it's you the know, mini opera. And Tommy's parents. You'll appreciate this. I did the same shit for her that you did for me, where it's like, all right, pause, and this is what just got said, you know. But I. Oh I, yeah, 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 yeah. I also did that with. Um, did you play the, the live version for her? Yes, from I did. Live at Leeds. Yes. Yes. Said, Steady that, on. That one. Yeah. Steady on. Yeah. <laughs> but I did. The, I did the same thing with um, Rocking in the Free World, where I paused it a handful of times and kind of explained what was being said and oh, her, her eyes kind of a went thousand points of light is a reference to george hw bush's yeah 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 but more accurately i got into you know i see a woman in the night with a baby in her hand and i was like pausing and explaining and by the end of it she's like oh this is irony i learned about this in middle school <laughs> i was like yeah you got it kid. you got it yeah. you know the thing that the thing that uh, teenage humor has skipped over in right. this in this day of our this year of our Lord Dan Grubb twenty twenty two 
I love I, I love the kids today. I yeah. love the kids today. Yeah. And I love that their humor is like irony, no thanks. We're just gonna be absurd. That's more fun. I don't <laughs> I, I don't feel like they have the they have only so many years before the planet turns into a um, ball of uh, fire at this point. Where, yeah, you know, so it's going to be flaming fast, viruses yeah. if they that are all irradiated. Past, if they want to fast forward past irony, I, I feel like we can give them a pass. Um, I, yeah, they don't have time for irony. They, yeah. like, they're like, yeah. I'm exhausted right. <laughs> from and, and watching I'm COVID all day. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and like learning how to hide from shooters at my school. Like, right. I'm, I'm good. I don't yeah. need topical humor. Just yeah. give me something crazy. Yeah. If they want to stick God to, bless like, them. if they want to stick to surface level humor, like my favorite one was Samantha showed me this picture a few, uh, a few days ago where it was, it was like this ridiculously bizarre fusion of a fork, a knife, and a spoon. And she was like, look, Dad, sprong. And I was like, <laughs> I was like hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> the sprong. Yeah. I, was I like, love That's that. funny as hell. I am all Look, Dad, it. sprong. <laughs> Frame it. I love it. Cut, like, clip that out. And put put like the 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 frames of that video across the top of the wall, <laughs> and look at it for the rest of your life. And it was ridiculous. Oh it my like, god, that's wonderful. Yeah, if you like melted uh, a whole bunch of utensils together, <laughs> look, Dad, sprung. Oh, god, that's so <laughs> fucking funny. All right, that um, rules. Track one of our mixtape. Yes, yes, yes. We, uh, we, we, before we started recording, we decided Aaron is doing the e- the odds and I'm doing the evens. So Aaron gets the opener, but I get the closer. So, right. you know, it's fair. All right. Because both, I feel, are equally doing some heavy lifting. They both have the, that, that level of power. If you, uh, the, 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 without spending too much long, longer on this, the power of a mixtape or a mix CD is if you come in strong, you got some weirdness, maybe some mellowness in the middle, and then you build up yeah. for a big finish. And that's that's what yep. Dan and I always try to like kind of uh, aim for whenever we do one of these. So, yeah, um, the best, all the best track ones yeah. are, let's go, 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 go. Right. All the best last tracks of any album are either like big exciting ending or walking into the sunset. Yeah. Like exactly. either of those is a great ending. Yeah, yeah. And so that being said, um, we are going to go with track one, "Cannonball" by The Darkness. Woo woo woo! And we talked about this uh, a little bit earlier. Dan and I did. Yes, we did. <laughs> and um, uh, we were talking about the fact that um, oh god, I'm not going to remember the, be able to remember the dude's name off the top of my head, but. The flute player from Jethro Tull, something Rick yeah, Adelaide yeah. or something um, like that. I may have the name. Rick wrong. Adelaide? No, it's a uh, Ian, not Anderson. Yeah. Ian uh, Jethro Tull band from yeah, Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson. I got a gold star. I win. You do. You do, yeah. You. Um, I win the podcast. You you get the you get the uh, the victory drumstick for today. Um, Hooray! So yeah, um, Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull fame, 
uh, doing the rock flute. Um, he does yeah, a rock yeah. flute breakdown right in the middle of this song. Um, this is a um, extended track on um, their album Hot Cakes, which uh, is the first Darkness album that I didn't buy as a CD. It was like just at that point where I was kind of migrating out of doing everything on CD, and I started just picking things up through iTunes. But um, Ooh, oh man, no, Aaron of the future. Yeah, it's true. It's as Flash as I, Gordon over here. Flash yeah. Drive Gordon. Yeah, I, I I I clicked the the purchase button, and the purchase button yelled back at me: technological music. <laughs> music is too emotional. Right circuits fried urgent repairs required this is the music of the future exterminate <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> exterminate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this music is too powerful for me um anyway it's too powerful for me <laughs> god oh um, i think so you know in acdc after yeah. bon scott died yeah they replaced him with uh, the other guy who sang with him for like 30 years. Yeah. Um, and then I now, you know, his like vocal cords are shredded and right. done, so he can't do it anymore. And right. so they got Starscream from Transformers. <laughs> um, I think when I think when Starscream uh, dies and is, you know, converted into Energon cubes or whatever, yeah. they should get a dialect yes, to be the next singer so of ACDC. <laughs> Yes. Oh man. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to get off of that mental image now. Oh hey, speaking of uh the darkness, are they Australian? Um or are no, they, they Oh are no, very they're British. Solidly British. Yeah. They Dang, think about that They whole... look and sound like an Australian Oh, no. They remind me of ACDC because they're so like swaggery and they're all like blonde right. and goofy looking. Right. So I figured they were Australian. No, the um... sorry Australians <laughs> for my being racist. <laughs> no, the um, the the brothers um, Justin Hawkins and Dan Hawkins. They they are as British as you get. Um, there's like they've got this one pip, like pip, kind of cheerio. What what? Yeah, they've got I this say. one this one song um oh god what is it every inch of you which is semi-autobiographical at the beginning um that he's, he's just talking about coming out of like you know uh coming out of um uh, the suburbs of england and you know they say i was a loser i was a uh what is it um blah 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 and then he says uh uh, until I heard communications breakdown on a TDK T90 cassette. Um, oh. Yeah. And and then, you know, his whole life changes from there on in. But, yeah. Um, but but cool. Cannonball is just fantastic. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure whether it's a cover or whether it's an original. But It is original. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because I, I asked you because I hadn't heard it. I was like, is that a Breeders cover? And you're like, and it, no, it's a no. decidedly different song. That's right. Yeah, I remember us talking about that now. Yeah, 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 and it's just man, it's just a powerhouse. It just it starts right off, yeah, with um, uh, uh, electric bass and guitar, and it just doesn't stop. Yeah, and 
Jazz Flute <laughs> in there. And it's just so good. And by the time that you're listening to the Jazz Flute in the middle, you're like, yeah, this is deserved. This is well deserved. Yeah, you're like, you know what this song needs is some Jazz Flute. <laughs> jazz Flute, thanks, right on time, yes. Hell yeah, It's jazz the flute. exact thing that it required right, right now. right. So yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's our a opener. big fun song. Yeah, yeah, it sets the stage. It's a hell of a track one. Cannonball. Yeah, ball. yeah, very good pick. Yeah, man. All right, so that's track one. Tra- my first track. Uh, I always I feel the first few tracks should be rocka rocka rocka, and then right. you're like, okay, whew, I'm tired from all this jumping around. But for the first few tracks, you still gotta keep rocka rocka rocka. So yeah. my second track. Which, you know, in my thinking, track two and six are always the singles. Right. So, track two, here's a big rock a rock a rock a song from their album Acme, which was like 1998 or so. The John Spencer Blues Explosion. Blues Explosion! Yes. Chowder. Hell yeah. I love Chowder. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's it's such a classic blues explosion song because it is rocka 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 they're all going crazy uh john spencer is yelling about god knows what (laughs) there's probably a way you can read it to sound dirty but I, it's I like, know that right in the middle of it, like, I know that he what does are you yell. Talking about? He does yell, ding dong, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yes, uh, ding dong, daddy. <laughs> Get down, blues. <laughs> New York City, baby. Oh, wearing white shoes. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. hell yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> wearing white shoes. Yeah. Ding dong, daddy. Okay, yeah. whatever. And you, just, you hear this stuff fall out of his mouth, and you're like, okay, all right, all right, go, John. Go, go, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. Why not? But, but I mean, he sells it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sells it like no one else. I love yeah. John Spencer. Oh, man. Yeah, this is one of the songs when I was rolling out of bed in the dorm in college. I was like, I don't want to go nowhere. This is a song I, I could put on me like, all right, I can go somewhere now. Right, right. Oh, man, I love Chowder. I'm yeah, yeah, so that's track two. <laughs> Chowder by John Spencer, Blues Explosion. <laughs> Fantastico. Yeah. All right, Um. so uh, moving right along, let's uh, kind of roll into... Um, we're on track three. Track three is always kind of the um, let's change the pace a little bit. Uh, having done yeah, yeah, powerhouses, yeah. so now we're gonna we're gonna slow down, but but not for too long because we're gonna do this awesome synthwave uh, song. That so without doing too long in synthwave, one of the biggest ways that synthwave has spread um, over the course of the past several years has been through these YouTube remixes where um these guys that are you know not really djs but you know they kind of do the same thing that you and i do when it comes to putting together mix cds are going out and they're getting permissions on putting together um these youtube mixes of synthwave songs and because a lot of the synthwave songs are all like they're done in a royalty free way where they're all shared freely there's I don't understand that this is something that I'll have to look into at some point further, but there's not like a lot of 
it doesn't seem there like there's a lot of like profit uh, or like making music to grow the business type of thing that goes out of synthwave. It seems like it's very much like a a community cultural thing. But um, huh. one of the most one of my most favorite songs anytime that I hear it show up in any of these synthwave mixes is um, "Looking for Tracy 2, uh, TZU by Carpenter Brute. So um, yeah, yeah. the song itself is designed to feel like um, a montage from an 80s cop movie or an 80s adventure movie or something like that. I mean, it mm, feels yeah, like yeah. it fell out of Lethal Weapon or 48 Hours or out of like something where you would see um, like uh, Patrick Swayze or... Um, uh, um, Mel Gibson, like a young Mel Gibson, something like that, you know, with the shades on, you know, maybe like Dolph Lundgren would be involved in some way, shape or form, trying to, <laughs> trying to close things out, you know, on a, on a mystery or a crime, you know, and there's some uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. weird stuff going on down in, you know, the, there's, there's demons in, you know, this inner city or something like that. But that's what this song sounds like. And it's like, it builds from nothing. It just builds from like a, a, uh, a synthy backbeat of just like, and it just layers and layers and layers. And by the end of it, um, you, you come out of it with the same feeling that I always describe synthwave as being, which is you've just listened to the soundtrack to an eighties movie you've never seen. Um, and so that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. track three. I love this. Song. Or like you, uh, you live in Blade Runner. Yeah. LA. That's exactly it. Yeah. You live in post-apocalyptic Los Angeles, 2047. <laughs> so yeah, man. <laughs> you live in 20 XD6. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Stinko man says you're the guy, but I don't think you're the guy. <laughs> Sorry. Stinko man. <laughs> Hey, Stinko, man. Oh, Homestar Runner. Yes. What a great thing. 20 XD6. That's such a, like, Mega Man thing to say. <laughs> Wasn't one of the Mega Man games, like, in 20 XDX, Dr. Mega- Light created? Yeah, that was Mega Man 2. Um, Mega Man 2, uh, the caption at the top was, uh, like, the... the it's um, like 20XX, Yeah, right? 20XX. Yeah. That's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when the Mega Man story happens. Which means that it could happen at any point between now and 2099, you know? Yeah, clock's ticking. Yeah. Dr. Prophe- Light. Prophecy's not yet get on it. Yeah. I'm going to change my name to Light. Get my PhD. You better <laughs> watch it, cranking out. You better watch I'm gonna it. crank out some little dudes. Yeah, I'm going to go turn myself into Dr. Wiley. And then, and then. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll it's face off. It's Heat Man. You'll see. You'll see, man. Anyway. Not Fire Man and. Shock man, bolt man, I don't know. Wood man. <laughs> the dude just throws logs. Wood man. That was dumb. <laughs> Air man, that dude. I swear. Yeah. He, just, he had the power like, of parts you? and spinning. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was all he had. I all was right. uh there I was watching I don't know why I've been on a Japanese kick this week, but uh I was watching um, these movies by uh this director, uh I forget his first name, but his last name is Ozu. Ozu. There's a bunch of his movies on HBO Max, and uh, it's uh, oh uh, Yasujiro Ozu. 
he's a really good director. I really like his movies. Um, but one of them is called Good Morning, and uh, it's like the lowest stakes story imaginable, and it's completely wonderful and great. I love it. Like, there's no tension. There's no right. like uh, peril. It's just like this a block of neighbors. And there's like a slight misunderstanding and then they figure it out and everything's cool again. Like nothing happens. It's so like funny and fun and great. But one of the little things that happens is these group of four boys, when they're walking to school, they'll take turns. They'll, one of them will tap the other on the forehead and whoever gets tapped will try to fart. And so it's like, yeah, I'm getting really good at it. Try. And so we'll push his forehead and it, it's like a little like f- clearly fake fart because I guess like the sensor wouldn't let you do a real one. <laughs> and so it's like, yes. And then like someone's little brother's like, let me try. And they do him. And he goes, it's like an octave higher. <laughs> and then they do it to one kid. He's like, all right, you go. And like, all right. And he tries it and he's like, and nothing happens. And he's like, oh, I got to go home. <laughs> That's when it's not a fart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gotta go yeah. home means it's time, it was not a fart and it's now time to leave. Exactly. <laughs> and that becomes like a subplot is his mom washing his pants again. It's like, what is the matter with this kid? Uh, I don't remember how we got to that, but uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, you got track four, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I guess we were done with that. We were talking about... Uh, Carpenter Brute was track three. So track four. Oh, so coming out of your uh, Blade Runner uh, synthwave feel, I'm going to keep with the the early 80s. Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero. Hell. Freaking awesome song. Super awesome song. Hell yeah. There was some, I was looking at, because the, the, the people playing on it are amazing. Two of the horns from the Blues Brothers, uh, Bones Malone yes! and uh, Ruben, the trumpet player, yeah, yeah. Are, are in the horn section. Um, friggin' the guitar player is Hiram Bullock, who played with Paul Schaefer on a Letterman show the first couple seasons. Right. Who's this, like, incredible session guitarist and, like, avant-jazz musician he's just like incredible guy mm-hmm. um and uh obviously bonnie tyler sings her ass off um and so i was i was looking up who plays on it because i was like these have to be some great session musicians and yeah they're the some of the best session musicians in the business of course they um, are they've had 40 years but in by the that f- point <laughs> in the thing in the uh on the wikipedia it had like quotes of like reviews of the album is like it's like a whole section. How did the sales do? What did the critics say? And one critic said that it's uh, it's guilty of all the excesses of the eighties because <laughs> it's like the melodramatic vocals and the dun 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 you right. know uh, bass line on the like synth bass and the uh, the drum machine like uh, the drum machine drums and everything but because everyone is like working their butt off it just 
soars to this whole other level and it totally gets a pass and it's like if anyone else did this besides these like 10 people it would be trash but they somehow miraculously make it a kick-ass song yeah and And like it was i thought it was just like a song that she did but i didn't know it was for the footloose soundtrack and then it was in a Shrek movie. Gallagher used it for a comedy special. And then uh, freaking He-Man shows used up. it as a teaser. And it was yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. It worked perfectly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the 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 new He-Man, the the most recent Netflix He-Man cartoon. Yeah, yeah. in the commercial they had a plan. And I was like, I think that's when I added it to my running list of what am I going to put on the Lyco-Rama mixtape next summer? Oh, it was so good. And I was like freaking bonnie tyler hell yeah <laughs> she just belts man she belts it. Yeah. she is so good man she, yeah. puts, she puts every like iota of strength into delivering that where have all the good men oh my god it's so good it's so yeah. good yeah and did she do uh did she do total eclipse of the heart or was that someone else uh, i think that might have been someone else more. Of the heart is Bonnie Tyler, yes. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another one where it's like big soaring vocals and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, my God, Holding Out for a Hero. That song is just fabulous. If you want to make your trailer or your movie better, like, uh, (laughs) I forget if it was Short Circuit 1 or 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. But don't go back and watch it because... Like the main character is is a white guy putting on a, an Indian accent. Like yeah. that's not cool, yeah. but it had that song in it, and yep. that song is great. Hell yeah. <laughs> when Johnny Five goes to rescue somebody. Hell freaking yeah, man! That, yeah. All right, so. So that was that, four. That was four. This is five. And now we're on five. Yeah. So um, for five, uh, we're gonna do um. The, the second track off of the new Avalanches album, Wolf, uh, Wildflower. So I'll, I'll talk for a little bit about my relationship with Avalanches. Um, Ex-lovers. My, that's true. You have all four of us. You know, no. Every single one of them. Multiple you times. were their landlord. That's also true. Uh, what a strange and tumultuous relationship we, we've had. Um, I, I came to since I left you um, by the avalanches back in college and I absolutely loved uh, Frontier Psychiatrist. I think everybody did. Yeah. But I amazing was, I was addicted. song amazing music video. Yeah. I just oh, man. I absolutely loved it. And the biggest thing that I loved about it was was that it was all done using pre existing samples. It was um, it was yeah. mashups. And mashups are now their own thing, you know, they've kind of evolved into their own genre. But, um, yeah, this was like 2000, right? When yeah. that album came out, there were so, so that was it was still kind of new. That's exactly it, and and that was the thing that really captured me about it was that I had never heard a sound or or a song like this before. Um, yeah, I but, mean there've been like Negative Land and stuff, but not like th- this was a, like an actual song, not like something with a message to get out or something to be funny you know it was no i could make something actually just plain rad out of all this stuff laying around and and what i'm what i'm going to say right now is going to result in um 
Mark Hosler of Negative Land coming after me in some way, shape, or form through the inner tubes because he is omnipresent. But um, <laughs> Negative Land is a lot more like chilling out and figuring out like oh, I'm bored. I wonder of the 43 different things I have plugged into the mixing soundboard, what sound do I want to play now? Right? And so it was a little bit more freeform, which makes sense because they had an AM radio station. So they were just having fun and there was no one that was going to tell them not to. Um, <clears throat> whereas the Avalanches, when they put um, Since I Left You, the album together, it's um, it is a tight album end to end every track and the there are yeah. fantastic tracks on that album and then there are slow tracks but every bit of it is a very deliberate soundscape and if you lose yourself in the music um all of the samples put together as a soundscape it you know it kind of washes over you like a wave um yeah so yeah they did that yeah in like the mid 2000 no early 2000s like 2000 2001 and then they went away and they every once in a while they would because they were part they were half australian half uh english um every once in a while they would show up on um radio four out of the uk and they would do um mixes sometimes they would do mixes on uh australian radio um but they were mostly silent for the next uh, uh, almost 20 years. And then in 2016, they dropped uh, a new album. There was a bunch of folks, myself included, that knew that they had been working on something. But they kept like saying, eh, one of these days we'll learn out something. And then in 2014, they're like, new album coming two years from now. And myself and all the oh my folks, God. avalanches folks were like, oh! It's here, you know. <laughs> Two years from now, good grief. Yeah, and I mean, it took them. It, so wow. part of the process of being the avalanches and having that many samples is having to go out and get the copyright, like rules and trademark rules, like ironed out. Yeah, because like, didn't they get samples. in trouble on their first one? Yeah, because they didn't get all the rights. Yeah, they um all the permissions, I should say. There was a chunk of songs. That um, so they got permission from Madonna because that was the big one that they like advertised going into putting out since I left you was they were like yeah this is one of the you know first mashups where Madonna has approved of her music being used in a remix because um, that's what they called them at the time they called them remix albums they didn't call it a mashup or anything else oh um, okay yeah yeah and um, but there were a bunch of songs that were still in the process of they, they were still in the process of getting the approval for when they released the album. And so they got a little bit of legal trouble for that. So this time around, when they did uh, Wildflower, they, they kind of made sure that everything was pinned down legally before they released the yeah. album. So the second track is um, of Wildflower, which is going to be the one, two, three, four, five, fifth track of our um, mixtape, is uh, Because I'm Me. Um, yeah. And it's, it's fun. It's a hybrid of five different soul groups from the 70s and the 80s, um, it feels very much like a um, Jackson 5, 1, 2, 3, ABC, Sesame Street, late 70s, early 80s feel type of song. <laughs> it's just a yeah, very yeah, great, yeah. happy, fun, soul jam 
with a little yeah i really love it and it's happy and it's energetic and it's bouncy i love it i just absolutely love it and i'm I'm, yeah exactly it's very much that like uh yeah i don't know uh yeah, it's that. Yeah, I mean, I think Jackson Five and Sesame Street. You kind of nailed it. Those first like few seasons where it's like, wait, did Motown make this show? Right. <laughs> the music is like jumpy and nice, and you know, it's like clearly like rated G. Yeah. But you can still you're like, yeah, okay, right. I like this, cool. Right. Like every bit of that memory. It's is like uh, a film of sixteen millimeter camera film. <laughs> yeah 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 Ex- yes yeah everything is kind of orange and kind of brown yeah exactly <laughs> corduroy right. looking right and lots of kids um, running <laughs> yeah 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 definitely yeah. kids running and uh, like a random tiny piece of nature next to 20 buildings right like oh cool we found a boulder Quick, put the kids on there and we'll pretend like yeah. they're in nature right right, right. um look at this tree, yeah this the like tree double the dutch <laughs> Like yep. double dutch and like clapping uh, rhymes yeah, that absolutely. little kids play, yep. that like little girls play. It's, right. it's that kind of feeling like, yeah, cool. That is exactly what Because I Me feels like. And that's why I love it. Yeah, it's, it's I love this song. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the next track. And so I'm going to let you lead because I watched the video and, oh, my God, it is awesome. Dude. Yeah. So the next track, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings retreat <laughs> i love sharon so jones good. so much it's so uh, good. she died a few years ago r.i.p a true legend mm-hmm. an absolute earth shaking singer yeah. oh my god sharon jones is incredible and the dap kings so sharon jones um was a doing she would go and sing when she could here and there. Um, but that wasn't like her day job. She had, you know, several day jobs, including she was a prison guard for a while. Like this was like a hardworking lady with like real jobs. And eventually, uh, she was able, when she was like 40 or 45 or something, she was able to get, uh, a record in like the late nineties, I think. And, uh, with, um, Daptone, or the, I, or it was like the, the precursor to Daptone, I think, is yeah. her first record. But anyway, so she hooked up with Daptone, and the sort of house band there is the Dap Kings. Mm-hmm. If you don't know Daptone and the Dap Kings, Amy Winehouse, her backup band was the Dap Kings, was the Daptone house band. Yeah. Was her band. Uh, so, pretty good. Yeah. And uh, good. they also. Uh, a lot of the guys um, played in a band called the Dactaris, and they put out a record in like 98, 99. Which you and, introduced me to, and I really dig and, that band. Oh, it was fabulous. And I, because I was like gullible, I believed the cover art, and I really thought that they were like a 1971 Nigerian band and right. not a bunch of white dudes from Brooklyn who <laughs> liked Afrofunk. Right. <laughs> who were like... Hey guys, you know who's really good is Fella Cootie. Let's play some music like him. Yeah, good idea. Let's put together a record. Yeah, okay, one, someone... two, three. Bum, 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 bum. 
yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? And someone somewhere convinced the rest of the world that it was like a, an African, actual well, African. It was person. in their press kit. Oh, <laughs> when okay. they sent the CD well, to the radio stations, <laughs> that's mind. what they said. And they were like, surely no one will believe it. Yeah, right. Oh, people believed it. Oops. Hey, we were just kidding. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so the, so you know the, the those guys run the record label and they're the house band and everything. It's like the same, you know, like six guys or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so they back up Sharon Jones, um, who's this phenomenal soul singer. Yeah. Um, one hundred days, one hundred nights is probably my other favorite song of hers. One hundred days, but one hundred nights. To learn a man's heart. Oh, it's so good. It's so powerful. But this one, it is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. She makes your bones shake. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's so good. But this song, Retreat, it was from uh, her next to last studio record. Right. Um, and then she sadly passed away. And then they put out a posthumous, out her last album. But mm-hmm. this one was made while she was still alive but the video is all animated i should say as a footnote this like last year's is a youtube playlist and i'll put the link in the show notes so you can all go listen along because we're not putting the clips in here because too much work and rights i get i get nervous yeah yeah, um we'd rather play it but it's it's uh, this animated video with, you know, a cartoon Sharon Jones singing. And uh, uh, because she was too ill to make a video. Yeah. But search her up. Find video of her. Because her live concerts, she's like the James Brown, Tina Turner level of stage presence. Yeah. Running around dancing, jumping up and down, spinning, being wild, and meanwhile, somehow singing like the best singer you've ever heard. Yeah. She is the best, like capital T, capital B, the best. Yeah. I love Sharon Jones. It's just so wild, too. It's like the the video is, um, the video is cool as hell, but her singing voice is just outstanding. It is so wild. Yeah. Yeah, it just it blew me Ugh. away when I listened to it because I, I had to watch it once where I watched it, and then I had to watch it a second time where I just listened to it. And man, yeah, yeah, just close your eyes and oh, yeah, yeah she's, she's so good. She's a powerhouse. All right. Oh man, so, we really lost one when we lost her. Yeah. Shoo. Yeah. So that was, uh, I believe, track six. Yep. Yeah. That was track six. So what is track seven, Mr. Aaron? Well, I'll tell you what track seven is. Um, Track seven (laughs) is a song that um, for Dan and I uh, goes back. Oh, boy. Um, Let's see here. 2022 to 2000 is 22 years plus 1998 puts it at 24 years. Oh, my God. You and I have known each other way too long. Um (laughs) <laughs> uh, 24 years of loving this song between uh, Mr. Grubb and I. Um, it's Red It struck Baron. me the other day. I'm sorry, go ahead. It struck yeah. me the other day that uh, 
our, our the first kind of creative thing we did together, our band Duty Ronomy, <laughs> was 20 years ago. Oh my God! Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear summer that. of 2002 God recorded damn. at your house. Oh, I don't want to live in that world. Ah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Matt Damon at the end of that art heist movie where he hyper ages really fast. Oh my God. <laughs> what? But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you said it's uh, what is it? Red Baron. Red Baron by Billy Cobham. Um, Hell yeah. That song rules. I'll do a brief background in Billy Cobham. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, Billy Cobham was the drummer for Mahavishnu Orchestra. Mahavishnu Orchestra itself was yeah. a um, jazz fusion group that came out of the mid to late 70s. Um, the idea yeah. behind Mahavishnu Orchestra and the also the idea behind jazz fusion, uh, similarly like Birdland and any of the, the stuff that came out of that era, was trying to find a way to modernize jazz so that it fit into the theme and tone of the music that was hitting in the 70s disco and and pop and stuff like that and yeah there were jazz artists that made it that you know kind of succeeded in doing the jump through to 80s 90s modern jazz and then there were jazz artists that kind of didn't and fa- uh, faded away into obscurity um billy cobham yeah is technically amazing and oh my god the thing is yes dan and i know him because we had a mutual friend a guy named buddy and buddy uh at the time that i knew him had to be one of the most technically proficient drummers i had ever met um absolutely he's gone off to do his own thing for a while he was teaching at the university of north texas i don't know where he is now in life uh i've just lost contact with him but um he would bring these uh, various CDs of um, great technical drummers, drum lines, uh, musicians, whatever, yeah. uh, with Dan and I whenever we would drive around. And Dan and I would be bullshitting, and Buddy would be like, okay, okay, shut up. Listen to this now. Check this riff out. <laughs> and Dan and I would, like, look at each other like, you know, a five-alarm fire had just occurred or like we were about to get – you know, run down by the police and we go, Oh, oh okay. And we'd listen. Like, what is it? What is it? It's like, yeah. no, this drums, this, listen to this fill. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, that was really clean and crisp. Wow. Oh yeah. 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 Those great 32nd notes. And, yeah. <laughs> and we were music nerds. So legit, like for us, it was like, okay. Yeah. That's pretty freaking cool. You know? Yeah. We, uh, I, and yeah. <laughs> buddy would get excited with like, when I hear something that I really, really like, when yeah. something just elates me, I laugh. Yeah. I just start, I crack up when something is, when, like, really impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it used to drive uh, the kids crazy because they thought I was laughing at them. It was like, no, it's, you've made me so happy yeah. that I burst into laughter. Right. Buddy's version of that is he would scream. Yeah. He would just like, <laughs> ah! He'd be like, it's, it's so like, good! And you'd be like inside a car with the windows rolled up. You're like, ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes, great. Glad you're happy. He'd go a bit overboard. (laughs) And it was so worth it to be there listening to him do that. (laughs) Yeah, Buddy was fun. Buddy was a trip. But yeah, man, uh, Red Baron, this song rules because, I mean, it's such a like, it has all this technical stuff. Um, the fusion mentality of being very technical and 
pushing envelopes, yeah. but this bass groove of the bass line is just like boom, and the the yeah. keyboard is is very also very laid back. Yeah. Blue and you're like wow okay i'm just chilling out and then they get to the end of the phrase and it's and i'm like okay that was a little bit technical yeah. and then the drums pretty much all of red baron all of Red but Baron super exists primarily to get you, the listener, right to the point where the drum got where where Billy Cobham is just going to go absolute bonkers. Like that's it. It's yeah. like okay, yeah. you're listening, you're paying attention, you're listening, you're paying attention. Guess what? We made it to a break, and now we're all going to stop playing except for Billy. Go Billy! And you hear basically what <laughs> sounds like an organized. Um, controlled crash as somebody falls through 32 drum sets but it's all yeah. syncopated and it sounds amazing right it's so good you've his like 64th note flurries yeah and you're like wow that's that uh wait a minute and you start analyzing it that is exactly perfectly syncopated he right. has the inter he has like the best internal metronome I've ever heard. Right. This guy's a this guy's a machine. <laughs> it is, yeah, it, it is it is absurd how much of a machine Billy Cobham is. Once you start, if you sit there and you listen to um, the pacing on those breaks, it's like, oh, yep, yeah, nope, nope, that's every beat. Holy shit! Yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's absurd. Oh, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Oh man, yeah. If you like a good bass line, this is a great song. If you like technical prowess, an even greater song. <laughs> and um, I, I'll mention before we move on, um, I'm not sure who the group is that is rapping over it, but one of, I, I think it's like season two or season three of what we, li uh, what we do in the shadows ends with this uh, uh, rap artist um, rapping over um, spe uh, over Red Baron, and oh I, really? Yeah, and I I don't know who the oh, artist cool. is. Oh cool! But I just remember I don't know how I I missed that yeah. because uh, I love that show, and I, I'm surprised that uh, I missed that. I got to figure out which season it is and and which episode it is. It, it may have been the one where uh, they're up until the morning, like the one where Colin Robinson gets uh, gets fooled by an actual uh, troll. But um. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta go back and check. The biggest thing is, I just remember it coming on, and it was like a great little additional treat, having watched an already fantastic "What We Do in the Shadows" episode. I was like, oh, oh, that's 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 Red <laughs> You know. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hold on. That's also awesome. So anyway, yeah. Um, that's that's my uh, track. What is that? Seven. Uh. Seven. Yes. Let's say seven. All right. Uh, two, four. I've done three. Seven. Yeah, oh, yeah. Seven. Okay. So yeah, yeah that seven. was seven. This cool. is eight. All right. What's eight? So number eight. Yeah. We are going to keep a uh, a cho funky get down beat. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna do. 
actually another one that that we recently lost uh the diabolical the amazing the the biz biz marquee hell yeah and it's not it's not say he's just a friend it's toilet stool rap (laughs) (laughs) sitting on the toilet waiting for my bowels to move i gotta doo-doo rap i gotta (laughs) doo-doo I love, I love this Mark. He's so funny. Mm. He's the the clown prince of rap. The dude is so funny. Oh god, and he's hilarious. you know, I love it. He's such a he's so good at it. Yeah, he's such he's like he's got the technical skill. He's got the creative skill, yeah. and then every once in a while, he's like, I'm just gonna be goofy, <laughs> and he's just goofy. I'm gonna be stupid oh, as hell. And it's so good. I'm just gonna be goofy. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, and it's it's one of those things where like even the album art. It's off the album. I need a haircut, and yeah. in the the cover art is the dude cutting his hair with a chainsaw, <laughs> and you know it's like, ah, uh, it's just so great. Yeah. I love uh, R.I.P. Biz. Yeah, Biz. That guy was another level of of sheer genius. And his rhymes and, were just uh, so they, they were so funny and and just like. God, what was it? Um, freaking, uh, as I'm hanging out, uh, going down to the station, I was talking with a girl from the U.S. nation. <laughs> from the U.S. nation. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> from the U.S. nation. <laughs> That's probably my favorite line in that whole song. Oh, remember that? I'll push your one, too. Uh, yo, that is fat. <laughs> For, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let me clear my throat. Yeah, uh-huh, that uh-huh. Uh, that MP3 clear. that everybody had in Ended 2001. Up, yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. Hell yeah. So good. Oh, we miss you, Biz. Oh, yeah. And... One of the best parts of Yo Gabba Gabba. My uh, my That's my youngest right. was just the right I age for Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh my this god, this is beat of so the day. Much for reminding me about that. That's oh great. man, where you had Bismarck, he's doing Biz's beat of the day. Yeah. And and then over here, you've got learning how to draw with the dude from friggin' Devo. <laughs> Mark Mothersbaugh, oh who's God. like, oh, I'm just taking time off from like award-winning movie soundtracks and yeah. legendary uh, band yeah. to draw doodles on a children's show. No big deal. Hi, my name is <laughs> this Mark. This is what I do now. God, I love it. Yeah. Hey, you know that dude did the It's drawing with Mark. Today we're going to learn how to draw an octopus. Oh, I love him. You know that dude did the soundtrack to um, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Not only did he, yeah. not only did he do the yeah, instrumental yeah. bits, but he also came up with all of the connecting bits, so that when there was a music or a scene transition into or out of "Immigrant Song" by Led Zeppelin, which was the primary theme of that movie, he was the one that put yeah. together all the connecting, like muscle tissue music. It was so good. I mean, and it's that like rules. with Taika Waititi at the helm and freaking Mark Mothersbaugh at the at the composer stage. Oh my god, that movie's so good. Yeah, what a perfect pairing those two. I can't wait. Oh, the third one's coming. Yeah, I guess it's the fourth one. It's coming out soon. And yeah, Taika's back again. Yeah. I love Taika Waititi. He yeah. that dude can do anything. Yeah, 
You can't defeat me. He's like my favorite. Me. No, I can't. But he can. <laughs> I was just talking with my oldest girl today about uh, Jojo Rabbit. What an amazing movie that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where uh, it's the little boy who is alive during World War Two and his imaginary, the little German boy and his imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler. (laughs) But it's Adolf Hitler played by Taika Waititi, who is a self-described Samoan Jew. So it's this like... Such a middle finger to anything like white supremacist Aryan Nazi right. bullshit. Oh, it's right. such an amazing movie. It's so good. I um yeah. All right. Uh, Where are we at? It, it's been it's been over an hour and we're not even halfway through the playlist. So track nine, <laughs> we got to go through. We we don't want to do a two parter. So I track know, nine. What is track nine? Oh, it's me. What is track nine? <laughs> Sorry. Your turn, stupid. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Um, it was the, Billy Cobham and right. then Biz Marquee, and now yep. it's you again. And now it's the Go Team uh, bringing more of that. Oh, hell um, yes. Yes, and, and particularly the song The Power Is On. Um, once again, yeah. the Go Team, we're going to go back. We're going to pull more of that. Um, we're we're going to draw from that kind of that tap, that well of... Um, kind of michael J- michael jackson as a kid jackson five sesame street 1970s 1980s schoolyard um energy and uh but now we're gonna now we're gonna uh turn it up you know to 11 yeah uh, which give is, everyone a keytar yeah yeah and and we're also gonna make sure that everybody's like dancing around in not only cheerleading outfits but like in leather jackets and stuff like that that's <laughs> that's the go team um and I know of them through the Little Big Planet soundtrack, which is uh, um, whoever put the soundtrack together for all three of the Little Big Planet movies. I, I swear they had to be like a college radio DJ, either that or they just they they were worth their salt in terms of uh, music taste, because every mm. song in that game was not only was it a banger, but it also came from a band that I had never heard of, and so it was just. It was an entire album worth of music I love discovery. That. I loved it. Yeah, I um. That's actually how so I found out about another um, Africa funk group that I came to really love, which you should go listen to, which is um, uh, Tsunami Diabetes um, Synthetic Orchestra, and um, okay, they did this song Tafa Niang, which is um, it was actually the song that I used as my wake up alarm for a while, and when you listen to it, you'll understand why. Um, oh, cool! But it was the music that they used in the uh, Safari Serengeti Savannah uh, Savannah levels, um, and it was jaw-droppingly good. But we're gonna do the power is on from the Go Team. Um, they used uh, the Go Team song "Get It Together" in some of the early training levels when you're in this kind of like storybook Shakespearean England. But um, the power is on gets used in. Oh man, uh, I've seen it in uh, Gatorade commercials. I've seen it used in, uh, like, I remember it was being used in an ESPN Super Bowl spot for a while. It got used for a PlayStation game a while back. Um, it got used huh. for um, some Adidas sneakers. People love this song, and the biggest reason that they love it is because the um, the energy that it puts off is like it's that. It's that same manic energy of um, the 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 football.
football team running on uh, Friday night or like, you know, the cheerleaders getting everybody excited or like the band in the stands, you know, playing, you know, the crowd pleasers. It's it's like all of the positivity oh. and happy energy of, of like high school. Uh, it's I so just, good. I just looked up the go team. You know who half of the band is? Who? Calvin Johnson from Dub Narcotic. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, and Beat Happening. That totally makes sense then. <laughs> no wonder then. Yeah. Cool. And the other half is uh, uh, Toby Vale from Bikini Kill. Oh, cool. All right. Well, that makes sense. So, yeah, that totally sense. makes sense that yeah. they would be, like, exciting. I love cool. Yeah. No wonder I like them. They are fun as hell. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, so that's it. Uh, and and without belaboring the point too long, go type in, <laughs> type in the Go Team in YouTube or iTunes or Spotify or whatever and just hit shuffle. Uh, every song by them is just fun as hell. Oh, never mind. That was a different band. That was what? before <laughs> there, was, there was another band called the Go Team. Oh. That was an eight. That was the Calvin Johnson one was an eighties band. Oh, that was the two of them. And uh, at the top of the page for the two thousands British indie pop band, see the Go exclamation point right team. Oh yeah, no that's different the one I'm band. About. Yeah. yeah, the Go so, exclamation point team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh well <laughs> I, I was gonna say still that, that cool didn't really, yeah that didn't really sit well with me because i i knew that the go team was mostly um female that it's like at least two to three female uh vocalists so but anyway whatever what you got for, <laughs> what do you got for track uh nine is that nine nine no way track... is it nine? uh ten. ten you did track nine ten. yeah it's track ten I can count. So this is the halfway point. I can count. <laughs> halfway Maybe. point. All right. Track coming 10. out of this. All right. So we've done a bunch of like rocka rocka and synth stuff and like power soul or whatever. And so it's like, all right, it's time for like a hard transition. And we're going to just kind of like hit the brakes and do a U-turn. But in order to do that, you need a transition track. Yeah. Yeah, you need a palate cleansing. So here is a palate cleansing track. Yeah. Uh, and it's short, and it's stupid, and it's wonderful. It is lunch by the Evolution Control Committee, <laughs> a.k.a. hamburgers, 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 hamburgers. <laughs> potato salad, potato salad. <laughs> Oh my god, this song is so dumb. I love I love the record of uh Plagiarism Nation by uh Evolution Control Committee. Yeah. But this is probably my favorite track on it. Dinner is a really there's a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, three different tracks. And the dinner one is uh Vincent Price. <laughs> they somehow got Vincent Price clips and the back is like uh kind of like 70s hee-haw music or right. something and uh and vincent price going like uh pork chop waffle uh, <laughs> uh ketchup mustard steak scram uh you know it's just vincent price and his little vincent price voice horseradish <laughs> just chicken listing fingers, all these like pick, fingers, 
chicken fingers, chicken, chicken livers. That's what oh, it is. Livers. Chicken that's livers, it. chicken livers, chicken livers, steak. Yes. Chicken livers, chicken livers, chicken livers, steak, pork, beer, apple pie, fried bananas. <laughs> oh, you forgot my favorite. Hold on. Can I do my favorite part? What's, what's your favorite real one? close to do this. Chunky peanut butter. <laughs> I, I needed to make sure that the mic oh got the full enunciation on that one. Chunky, Chunky peanut, peanut butter. butter. <laughs> well, that was a sumptuous meal. Oh, man. Vincent oh, Price is just one of those voices where I'm like, how do you just walk around with this voice? What, oh God! What yeah. planet are you from? Yeah, I just I want to hear I want to hear Vincent Price like say mundane things. Like I want to hear him like yeah. turn to people and be like, I'm terribly sorry, but I must use the bathroom now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, is there something diabolical that's to... going to go on that in there? No, I've just been carrying too much <laughs> urine. <laughs> Um, and like it's hard to do Vincent Price without turning into George Decay. It's true. But it's that it's like, true. it's that. Yes, I'm. I made a reservation under Perez. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then everybody looks at him like, is everything okay? Uh, uh, <laughs> is there gonna be something? Is there like a guillotine gonna <laughs> swing down when I open the door or something? What's? Oh no. So yeah, short and You'll sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Vincent Price. That guy's anyway. Uh, uh but this is a different track, Lunch, and it's like Muppet voices yeah. saying it. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, anyway. It's very goofy and dumb. <laughs> so we have a clean palette. We're all yep. ready for the second half of the album. Alright. We're gonna do Track eleven. We're gonna do Sign of the Gypsy Queen by April Wine. Um coming out of the fact okay. that uh, uh old one man... I am not familiar with uh old man fletch over here recently rediscovered april wine having not listened to them in almost 20 years uh last time i listened to them was on a obscure ass video game that was called burnout um no not burnout roadkill burnout everybody knows i played uh roadkill which is kind of a knockoff of carmageddon but anyway um oh right on i love i think they're making a tv show or a movie of that now, oh my god Carmageddon. oh my god i sure I saw so. something where I they, love that game. they cast the uh what is what is it a clown in an ice cream truck that oh, went around running over people twisted metal yeah twisted metal with the um, oh twisted metal that's what? what i'm thinking you know what they were they all made a the they're making a movie genre. of that or something they were absolutely yeah you're in a Everyone's in a ridiculous vehicle, and you're trying to blow each other up. It's murder mobiles. Yeah, it's all murder mobiles. Oh, it's so murder mobiles. Fun. There yeah. you go. But um, yeah, Roadkill was just anyway. like that, and um, they had but but like the thing that set Roadkill apart from all these other games was that they had this just absolutely amazing um, '70s '80s um, heavy metal rock as the soundtrack, and it was the first time I'd ever heard April Wine, and um, they had. Sign of the Gypsy Queen and I Like to Rock on their sound uh, on their soundtrack. I dug the hell out of them. And then recently, I remembered, oh yeah, I've, I've got the Sum of Mankind's Knowledge in the palm of my hand. I should go see what other April Wine <laughs> songs there are. And uh, so I went on YouTube, I went on iTunes, and, and I just shuffled April Wine. And I was like, oh my god, they're all good! 
holy crap, it's not just two <laughs> songs, it's like 43 amazing songs, and they're all Hooray! bangers! Whoa! Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> just hitting shuffle, and it's like, well, this one's good! Well, this one's also good! Oh my god, I've heard this one before, and yet it's good! You know, it's, it, it was, yeah. So, yeah, Sign of the Gypsy Queen is just, um, it's just a solid 80s rock hit. You know, it's uh, three guitars, two basses, a drum, uh, a drum set, and you know, I think it's four of the guys in the group sing, and it's uh, wow, it, and they all they all sing melody and harmony, which is like fucking awesome. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, but it's a, uh, it's it's like kind of a, a pirate style rock and roll song. You know, they're singing about mm-hmm. um, son of the gypsy queen, pack your things and leave. Word of the woman who knows, take all your gold and you go. And it's all the lyrics are like, you know, there's there's a uh, there's a uh, uh, there's dark clouds rolling in. Um, you know, the evening does not look the way that we want it to look. Uh, if we stick around here for too much longer, the ship, uh, the Gypsy Queen, is going to roll into port, and we're going to lose all the gold we spent time stealing. So you guys, you better oh. clear out of here. So yeah, it's an amazing song, and it just it interesting. A great, great feel. Uh, the the lyrics are fantastic. The rock is fantastic. Yeah, uh, April one. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Did not. I was just so happy to have rediscovered them. So yeah, that's our track eleven. Hooray! Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's keep going with with some rock and some rock, uh, yeah. and actually still seventies rock. All right. Um. Uh. I love the London punk scene more than the New York punk scene, you know, when we're talking 76, 77. Um, a band that it took me entirely too long to listen to and find out about, X-Ray Specs. I love X-Ray mm. Specs. They're so right. cool. Polystyrene right. is maybe my favorite front person of that scene. And I mean, you know... Love you, Joe Strummer. Love you, Johnny Rotten. But polystyrene friggin' rules. Yeah. Um, and while, like, all the other punks were, like, half of them were, I'm just going to wear black leather and be real dour. Right. And the other half were, like, I'm going to be really angry and drunk and, like, maybe quasi-Nazi. Polystyrene was, like, she was this like short, uh, you know, upper teenage girl, probably like 17 or right, something, right. 18. Uh, this short girl with braces, right? Uh, and she wore like bright clothes, she wore yellow, orange, pink. Uh, any you know, if you if you look up videos of them playing, like she's always like energetic and she's just a breath of fresh air Hell yeah. and um their their most famous song that has been showing up in uh tv once in a while lately the first time i noticed it um uh was in the the closing credits to an episode of handmaid's tale um mm. oh bondage up yours oh bondage up yours yeah. da, 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 da. Oh, right. bondage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on <laughs> and uh but this, I love that song, but that whole record is really cool. And there's another track from the same record. They did like one record and then they kind of split up. And then she came back a few years later in the 80s and had a solo career. But anyway, 
this track is called Let's Submerge, and it's all about, like, going in the, the subway, the underground, and how it's, like, kind of, like, sketchy and dark and gross and, like, creeps and, you know, people who stab you live down there and, mm-hmm. like, take your stuff. Um, but she is so, like... The whole band is so energetic. Let's go. And she's like, yeah. And she's yelling. And and they have a saxophone player in the band. And they do like, she does like a sax solo in this punk song. They're like, what is this doing here? And also, yes, thank you. It rules. Uh, it came yeah. out of the 80s, right? X-ray specs. So sax solo in the middle of a rock and roll song is perfect <laughs> oh yeah yeah Burp, like like uh baker street right. dee, 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 dee. Right. no like it it yeah yeah uh, 77 78 something like that is mm. when they were around 77 probably Hell yeah. um but yeah oh man x-ray specs rules and uh uh another one god i keep playing all these dead people yes yeah, polystyrene uh i believe died in the last few years um, and if I remember correctly, yeah, she, oh, I'm sorry, 10, 11 years ago. She died, uh, 2011. Oh, geez. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but, you know, still pretty young. She mm-hmm. was only, uh, doing the math, 54. Wow. Um, that is 53, early. yeah. Damn. She was pretty young. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was... Yeah, she she became like a, a Hari Krishna and did a bunch of like, you know, eat vegetables and world peace and right. stuff like that. It was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool, neat. Nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, all right. But oh my God, X-ray specs is just the friggin' so good. Yeah. Um, I I I can't talk enough about their album, Germ Free Adolescence. Just listen to that whole record. It's completely wonderful and energetic Mm -hmm. like everyone is so just fresh and excited and ugh, i just love it i I love 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 x-ray spell i will be honest with you this is one i don't know so i am definitely gonna go and i'm gonna go hit shuffle on x-ray specs and do some listening i'm excited about that yeah 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 they did they did uh the one album in like 76 77 and then they did another album like 20 years later mm-hmm. so um it's it's the mid 90s so it's slightly different right but yes uh the the first one teenage adolescence or not teenage adolescence <laughs> that's redundant germ-free adolescence germ-free. That's the one to listen to. I'm My excited. God, what a great record! All right, cool. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna deep dive April Wine. You're gonna deep dive X-ray Specs. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, and then you're gonna tell me what is track thirteen. Track thirteen is "Working Man" by Rush. Um, oh yeah, I'm the I'm the working man. Yeah, yeah. I'm pulling from, I. Around the time that I discovered this this song, I spent, uh, you know, like a month or two kind of going through the other Rush albums and seeing if there was anything that jumped out to me where I was like, okay, yes, this has the same power and I also like this. And I've come to realize that it's like, you either really like Rush 
or you like one or two tracks of Rush, or you just can't stand Rush. Um, I think I fall in the middle middle because I tried with like 2112 and with the other albums. I tried Red Barchetta. Um, It's I understand why there are folks that do like it. You know, they're they're offbeats and, you know, the seven, eight time and stuff like that. It's groovy, you know, and I I, I'm, I'm happy for the folks that do like it. I just I can't groove on it. And um, was it uh, was it Jason Siegel's character on Freaks and Geeks who was like a huge Rush head? So there's two that <laughs> and I he was, always think and he of. was trying to sell everybody on Rush there's, and how how great they were. There's two that I think of. There's there's Jason Siegel's character, and then there's also um, and I gotta find the name of the guy who plays it. Um, uh, what's his name? Dan Fogler in fanboys which was a a movie about oh. um getting i don't a, know dan i don't know fanboys fanboys is all about a bunch of star wars nerds that their dying friend they drive their dying friend out to california to see episode one the phantom menace before he passes on oh yeah and dan, that rings a bell yeah okay and, and dan yeah 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 dan fogler is the the quintessential 80s nerd with the wizard <laughs> van that only had only plays rush and oh um, my god oh yeah and and he loved it and it ends up <laughs> being amazing. a solid chunk of the um the soundtrack for the movie is like they're you know they do tom sawyer i mean they do Red if you're driving in a van that only plays rush then that's going to be a large component. Hell yeah. yes. Ba-bow, ba-bow. That's funny. Ba-bow, ba-bow. <laughs> yeah, but um, the one that... Yeah. The reason that I like Working Man is that um, a buddy of mine that I worked with uh, uh, while I was at the commercial uh, modem company turned me on to it, and um, he said, you never heard of this song? I was like, no, I, I hadn't heard of it. So I, I, I listened to it on the way home. Absolutely fell in love with Working Man. It is early Rush, so it's back when uh, they were just like, they were just pounding out kind of progressive rock, light metal. Yeah. Um, it, it was. It's just four four time. It's got kind of that same thing that um, late seventies uh, prog rock had, where uh, you've got almost two to three minutes in the middle. Uh, which is the get high jam session, right? Where it's, you know, you you have a blunt and and then you lose yourself before they do the, uh, you know, second verse right at the five to six minute mark. But that's, that's what working man was. (laughs) The second verse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, working man was really good for that. It was fun. That's really Um, funny. And I I like the lyrics. That's perfect because I was thinking I might, I might put, um, 21st century schizoid man and you just totally like pop that balloon <laughs> like yeah yeah you're right i mean you can do it you can, i mean i don't freaking care are you kidding i love that's that stuff. funny like i loved magic carpet ride for a long time um, oh sure and i originally liked it because it was in a star trek movie of course but then years later my right. dad's like oh yeah i remember taking care of uh my, my dad used to um, go to um, rock concerts and serve as a field medic uh, while he was doing his, um, oh. his residency. And he would tell these stories. He'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah, he'd tell these stories. Where he'd be like, yeah, you know, I remember during the breakdowns in Steppenwolf just watching everybody's head collectively lean back into the grass in the amphitheaters. 
<laughs> oh my god, he was the guy handing out orange juice yeah, to the OD folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Man, um, that's that's your dad to a T. I know, perfect. right? It's like, oh yes, let me help you. With that here, <laughs> that's you great. Know? No, like you know, let's make sure you don't hit your head too hard as you're passing out from your high. You know. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so working man, and I like it because of the lyrics. I, I but I also like it because of the the the, the groove. You know, it's um, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, lock it up, yeah, the, seven the, or eight, and I gotta go to work at nine. Ain't no time for loving yet. It's time for working all the time. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I just, that, those lyrics, yeah, working man lyrics almost remind me of like Primus, like Les Claypool lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> it, it reminds me of like blue collar tweakers. It's very like, much. Yep, yep, absolutely. Like, this is how it is in this town. We don't take your kind of crap around here. That yeah, kind of yeah exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, kind of pulling from that, you know, nine to five mentality, uh, blue collar. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah, um, that's my, what is that, 13? That's 13. All right, so, All right, so 14. 14. All right, well, we're going to keep with some rock and uh, some, I don't know, I'm, uh, just pretend I put in some kind of segue because I feel like it segues yeah. and that it is still 4-4 and it's a little, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd say proggy. It's like a li- like Rush, it's, it's on the way to space, but not <laughs> quite out in space. Right. Okay. All right. I'll this is uh, Death From Above 1979 from their first record. It's called... Uh, blood on our hands. I yeah. love this song. I love the the record. Uh, You're a woman. I'm a machine. I think it's called. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, this uh, they were they were death from above, and then the record label death from above was like, no, no, thank you. And they're like, okay, uh, 1979, because yeah. they had to put some numbers in there. Like, okay, there, there you go. Uh. And this is another one like um, like Avalanches, where they went away for like a decade, mm-hmm. and then they came back, and they're like, "Hey, we're back! Hi, everybody!" Mm-hmm. Um, we're still here. So yeah, like um, they're and they put out I think two more since they came back, um, two more records, maybe three. But I uh, I really like them. There's high energy. Um, since they came back, it's been more. Um, kind of dance infused more it's um it's a drummer and a bass player so it's not like a drum machine but it's that sort of like dance punk kind of like pound 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 feel right but um it's it's this like duo and it's lots of uh uh they the bass is like heavily distorted it's like lead bass you know like okay. in spinal tap on right, lead right, bass right um and uh the vocals are just like he's it, he's just he's singing his butt off okay on these songs and blood on our hands is uh it's like uh, there is blood on our hands again. Where the place where we started from? Um, it's just this like, it's just like shredding the air. It's so loud and intense. Like, even like, 
when it's on a, I was listening to a mix CD and this was on you know, a few weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, these guys, yeah, I almost forgot about them. Woohoo, DFA in 79. And it's like, you have to turn it down when you're going from another band into Death From Above 1979 because it's like, wow, you're intense. Like everything is spiked. All the needles are like leaning to the right. It's so freaking powerful and great. This is another one that I'm totally excited to listen to because I. Yeah. Um, oh man, they I, rule. I also Death from Above 1979, and then just Death from Above the group as in general. I just don't know them, and I'm excited to know them soon. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and Blood on Our Hands is cool because it says and then. It's it's they do that for like two minutes, and then the last like minute of the song, it's like little bow, and it's just it's like you're like wait a minute it's it's just a, they put in their own transition <laughs> oh, <that's> <laughs> where <cool. laughs> it's like this like a boom 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 and this like uh, the organ comes in. It's like do do do. It's this like laid back, cool. Like okay, we were like moshing and going crazy, and now we are taking a breath before we start moshing again. That's we're cool. like we're hydrating. We're catching our breath. <laughs> we're sitting down. We're stepping outside in January, letting the letting uh. You know, watching all the sweat steam from our bodies before right. we go back in and right. and keep jumping up and down. Yeah, I love I love these guys. They're I'm a lot so of fun. So excited to check them out. Them and um, so we, I, I I've got X-ray specs and Death from Above 1979 waiting for me. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So I'm gonna and I and I've got more Go Team to 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 uh, chase down. Yes. Um. I guess this is. Let's see here. This is 15. 15. Track 15. So we're going to do yeah. another track off of um, the Little Big Planet soundtrack. Um, we're going to do um, Cafe. Uh, the band is Cafe Takva. Uh, T-A-C-V-B-A. And the song okay. is Volver e Comenzar. And this is another one where it's just like happy, poppy, a little bit bouncy. Um, the, the lyrics are all in Spanish. I have no idea what they mean. Um, I just, <laughs> I just absolutely love the song and it's one of those that it made its way onto both of my daughters, um, uh, nighttime sleepy time playlist that they, that they play in the rooms when they fall asleep. And, um, it's, it's just been kind of stuck in our house as kind of a family earworm now for God. I think we've been <laughs> playing little big planet for almost seven, maybe eight years. Um, and oh wow! Yeah, I mean it's such a it's a great family friendly game, and and it's all like um, there's co op and there's no split screen, so it's like your sack the little uh, um, potato sack guys can like beat the daylights out of each other on the screen. And they can also dance. Oh my god! I, there are moments in the game where I'll, I'll realize that my daughter is taking some time to figure out a puzzle, and I'll be playing with her, and so I'll notice that she's taking a while. And if you move the controller around, because they the haptics in the PlayStation controllers are, like, incredibly responsive. Um, if you move the PlayStation controllers around, you can get the characters to dance. And so 
my oh, cool. my youngest daughter will watch as my oldest daughter and I will play, and every once in a while you hear this little tiny seven eight year old start giggling just. <laughs> And the, oldest, the oldest girl will be like, "You need to stop! I'm trying to pay attention to this puzzle, and I, I if I don't, my sack boy's gonna get hit by this 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 you know rubber mallet." And the the littlest one is like, "Look, Daddy's making the sack boy dance again." <laughs> and it's every time that I every time that this song comes on in the game, I'm like, "Oh, oh, we have to dance!" And so I get the little sack boy, and the the legs are moving, and the arms are moving, and stuff like that. My my oldest daughter's nice. like, "We're not." dancing right now dad come on we have to finish the puzzle (laughs) (laughs) this is serious business this is a video game dad come on so yeah yeah it's it's a very fun song um if i knew how to dance i would be dancing like the sack boys in the game but instead i use the (laughs) playstation controller to do that for me and that's uh that's 15 all right 16 is I don't know how to how to preface this song, so I'm just gonna say it. It's a a big band, uh, led by John Lithgow, <laughs> and he's singing "Everybody Eats When They Come to My House," which is, I believe, it's an old Cab Calloway song. But it's uh, but it's John Lithgow singing. He's like, "Turn off the telly, Nelly. Come to the table, Mabel." You know, uh, get get a plate, Kate. God, and it's and the horns. And it's full up big band. It's just straight up big it's band. A, it's so fun. Yeah. It's oh my god, I love it. it's so silly. I think I don't know if it's a, a children's album or just very goofy. Mm. But John Lithgow put out a, a big band album <laughs> like twenty years ago. Everybody for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, it's a big fun song. It's yeah. it's it's just a left turn. I used to play it on the radio when I was like, I need a left turn. Here's one, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just through and through fun. And John Li- like John Lithgow, we've talked about him before on the show. Like when and, uh, the the dislike Orama talking about the devil. Yeah. We're like, yeah, if John Lithgow played the devil, I might have to become a Satanist. That would be amazing. <laughs> Have a tomato, just... Plato. <laughs> <laughs> Have some pie, Sai. Oh my God! Chicken con carne for Barney. Everybody eats when they come to my house. <laughs> he's just, he's so goofy. It's great. He's he's the best guy. So that is number number sixteen. Uh, I completely adore that song. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Oh, I've yeah. loved it for years. Uh, so, so seventeen yeah, over to you. We got um. We're um, <laughs> we're 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 both like, oh my god, it's been almost two hours. We need to hurry. <laughs> That's what I'm trying, man. Um, we're um rolling in towards the end of our mixtape. So, uh, this is the point where Dan and I are going to kind of pick up the pace and we're going to, we're going to start finishing things with, with some powerhouses. So, um, yeah, yeah. There's only four left. So we got to make them count. Yeah. So having said that, we're going to do, um, 99% by the Mooney Suzuki, which is off of their album. Have mercy. Hell yeah. I love Mooney Suzuki. It's one of the, um, opening, uh, it's, it's the first song actually, I'm sorry, off of have mercy. And it just, it drops and it never stops 
it is um, <laughs> the guitar as all good Mooney. Yeah. Every track one from the Mooney Suzuki, friggin' rules. Yeah. Alive and amplified, friggin' rules. Yeah. Um, the one oh I can't remember. Uh, every day, no. I can't remember the name of the of of the track from the first record, but uh, another many, phenomenal one. Is it how many times? Singing a song about right proud. now. Oh yeah, I know. Singing a song about today. Hey, yeah. You say all right, all right. Yeah. I say okay. I think that song is just. I think it's called right. "Singing a Song About Today." Yeah, it's like all right or yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Those, anyway, those songs are kind of buried in. I I knew them as MP3s and nothing else. Oh sure, <laughs> sure, but yeah. Mooney Suzuki is like the masters of the track one. Yep. Hey, and oh man, they rule. Quick random fact. Such a good rock band. Uh, the lead singer yeah. of Mooney Suzuki, Sammy James Jr., was originally one of the two DJs for, or the, the two, um, I guess, rappers for the rap group Two Skinny Jays, which was a group that was out no. very, yeah, I kid you not. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep, and then... Um, they traded. That's interesting. They, they traded in Sammy James Jr. at some point around '97 to '98, just as you and I were like going to H Festival and um, the DC 101 Chili Cookoffs and stuff like that. They finally right. they because that was the point where Two Skinny Jays kind of collapsed under their own weight, their own fame, and. If you listen to the very early, early like demo Mooney Suzuki MP3s, it's a different singer. Uh, it's oh. yeah, because it doesn't sound the same. It doesn't have that same bass that Sammy James Jr.'s voice got has got in it. And it's once he takes oh, over. Oh, interesting. Once it, he takes over, it's that full range when he sings. Um, so yeah, that doesn't happen until the after people get ready. Uh, I think he took over like either halfway through or after people get ready that album. Huh. So now you know. Um, but yeah, ninety nine percent. Interesting. Yeah, ninety nine percent. Oh yeah, ninety nine percent. Go listen to it; it's awesome. Anyway, I will. Very cool. What do you Ex- got? Uh, I'll I'll listen to it when I plug it into this uh, playlist because, yeah, I uh, after Alive and Amplified, I I kind of that's about the time that I was like. I've listened to, I've listened to ten thousand records. I need to not listen to any more records for the next ten years. Yeah, right. So I didn't. Right. Um. Nope. Um. Are you okay? Something crashed and blew up on yeah. your end. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, Did you fall out of a tree? No, I uh, I dropped my um my uh, flight controller joystick on my head, but I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> So nerd problems over here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I will take every iota of shame and embarrassment that comes with that. Um, That's silly. Yeah, no, I. Right. Uh, yeah, um, I don't have anything else to say on Moody Suzuki. They're just they're, they're absolutely amazing. Uh, but I'm in the same boat yeah. where like I listened to um, the Alive and Amplified album, and then after that, I was just kind of like, well, I'll catch up with Moody Suzuki anyway uh, at some point further on down the road. Now might be the time to and do that. And then you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What Very do you got cool. for 17? No, 18. 18. 18. What do you got for 18? 18. 
I'm I'm noticing a theme. This is a, a big '70s vibe. Yeah. On this mixtape, there's a lot of '70s and some '80s feel to this. Yeah, it totally. Is. Um, between the synthwave and and uh, Rush and uh, Old Soul and X-Ray Specs, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Cobham. So we're staying in the '70s just a little bit longer. Um. I never saw the show, but I love the theme song, and uh, we had to play it in high school in the the marching band when we were in the stands during football games. We had the music. I don't know if we ever played it or not. It seems like they never called it out. I don't but remember. The yeah. theme song from SWAT. Mm-hmm. Hell. Oh my god, it's such big late seventies horns. Yes. And also I need And you've got like the trumpets and the flute are like paired. They're both playing the lead. Right. Oh, it's so friggin' good. It's just, it's like running down the street music. It's like sliding over yeah. a car's hood music. Also, oh. I, I need to I need to footnote for the the techno heads that you have heard this song before. You haven't heard the whole thing, but you've heard um, the uh, the build up to the bridge, which is. It is used as a breakdown um, in um, the song. It's not Diesel Power by Prodigy. It's the track before Diesel Power uh, on Fat of the Land. Um, but it's uh, on it's on the Fat of the Land, which is the the Prodigy's breakthrough album. Um, so yeah. Oh okay. Yep yep yep. So yeah. Interesting. It yeah, that's a band I never. I, I know Smack My Bitch Up and Firestarter. That's the only Prodigy I, I think I've ever heard. I dug them for a brief so I don't know of Prodigy. time. But I, it's one of those where it's not like I you know, fell out of interest in them. It's just one of those where it's like, okay, well, I've listened to all the Prodigy that there is. And, you know, now I'll just come back to it occasionally. It's good. They, they do some really neat, like, they do some pretty cool soundscape stuff in the same way that once you stop paying attention to the tracks on uh, Avalanche's albums you get pleasantly surprised by stuff. The same thing happens uh-huh. if you listen to a Prodigy album where you'll like kind of tune yeah. out and then you come back to it and it's like, oh, what's going on here? This is pretty cool. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Also, a really, a really good source for uh, message boards about what to do when you're stuck on King's Quest VI in 1995. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I would agree completely. <laughs> All right. Um, what are we on, 19? So... This is your last track. All right. All right. Yeah. Theme from SWAT. Freaking amazing funk song. Yeah. um, All right. Last track. Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do. I'm going to do Roundabout uh, by Yes. And and the biggest reason I'm going to do it is just because. Yes. I'm going to do it because uh, of all of the songs that I've played so far for uh, my daughter, of all the, the bands I've played. So far, Roundabout is the one that she keeps coming back to. Like, I'll play a bunch of other artists, you know, or I'll 
play another group where I'll be like, yeah, you know, th- these guys were somewhat big in the 70s, you know, and they have two, you know, mainline hits, you know, and then this is a one-hit wonder, and then she'll be like, okay, Dad, that's great. Can we listen to Roundabout now? <laughs> like, you know, yes. I'm not going to say no. Oh. Of course we can listen to Roundabout. Hell yeah, let's do it again, yeah. you know. Wicked daddy can you shut up yeah. and just put on... Yeah. We um I, I find myself going into Wicked Daddy of Wicked Daddy mode all the oh, time the and I'm same. like, oh right, I need to shut up sometimes. Yeah, I do the absolute <laughs> same. I, I, I will note my foot like so I discovered Roundabout um when I was uh uh at college. Um we marched to it in the Marching Hundred, uh the college marching band. Oh my god. And um yeah. Wow a big band That's version cool. of Roundabout with four hundred uh band members and a Good college God. marching band, like like a drumline <laughs> doing yes. yes, oh my God, yeah, the quince, yeah, the yeah, that's freaking great. Yeah, the quince did the yeah yeah, and the the sousaphone guys. I actually, I, I recently I went up and I, I revisited some of those guys. The <laughs> I could so and see some sousaphones f- flailing up and up and down. Those wow, guys, wow, wow, yeah, wow. Oh those man, guys I know have, they loved it. To this day, remain some of my best friends because they they were big, tall towers of men, and I just yeah. I have these memories of those dudes high stepping sousaphones, and it's like yeah, so yeah, I guess it makes sense why you guys don't go to the gym. <laughs> You oh just my, have to yeah, do this. Needs You're it. Set. But yeah. Um, Jeez. Uh, yeah, and then one of my favorite memories about Roundabout is I just remember getting out on the on the field, and the, the guy that used to announce the Marching Hundred, um, he had this amazing voice, and and I remember he and he he used to like create little mini, you know, kind of teasers for uh, the crowd, and uh, for um, for Roundabout, and I had not listened to the lyrics at this point. I had only heard it as as the band music. He goes, um, and this one might be familiar to those of you who like songs about marmots that come out of the sky and they stand there. And I was like, what <laughs> the hell? And I was like, what did he mean by that? And everybody kind of looked at me like I had a third eye grown out of my head. And they're like, you haven't heard the actual song, have you? I was like, no, I haven't heard the actual song. So I went home and I listened to the actual song. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's just as good as when we play it, you know? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, this is. By the way, this that's is a really recurring funny. theme Dan and I talk about: is that um, everybody outside of my universe, and and sometimes any time that I have to describe a thing that's happened to me in the past, um, the voice is Patrick Star because uh, that's my right. that's my default. Is, you know? Yeah. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. This is. <laughs> well, there's there's two people in the world. There's me, and there's not me. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. That's, yeah, and occasionally another guy. Yeah, when I when I look at it, yeah. the cash register, there you go. Here's your change, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. So roundabout. Uh, I love it. That's my nineteen. What do you got for twenty? Wrap it up, man. Final track. Yeah. How do we? This has been a really. I've really enjoyed this trip. Hell yeah, man. Same. And I can think of no better song to wrap up an album than the music. The main theme song again. Another, uh, uh, we've another besides seventy stuff. There's been a lot of theme music right, here, right. between uh, holding out for a hero, and uh, um, 
the uh, the video game soundtrack songs you've been playing. Theme from SWAT. This is the theme from the eighty late eighties movie, Midnight Run. Yeah. Starring uh, Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro. Yep. And music by Danny Elfman and Oingo Boingo. Yeah. And uh, oh my God, it's such a quintessential late eighties. It's just, it's it's kind of like, um, kind of like, hold now for hero, where it's like right. this is total. It checks all the boxes right. of '80s schlock, dumb garbage. It should be stupid. Hell yeah. This should be dumb. Hell yeah. Why is it so good? Yeah, and it's because it every has bit no of it is just, right to be so good. Yeah, and it's because every bit of it is just like the one thing that was really cool that came out of the '70s was this like ability to uh, for like a mid-sized band or a full big band to, to just deliver these powerhouses, you know, because they were taking yeah. notes from jazz, they were taking notes from. Um, 80s rock and they were combining it into these just amazing amazing songs i mean yeah i i actually so i did in the course of the time since you and i started talking about this up until now um i watched midnight run on um i, I oh really yeah i i found it online that's a great movie yeah, isn't it yeah and i watched it while i was i've i've been getting ready to transition from one job to the next and um as I was, uh, one of the last things that I've been doing is I've been writing up um, a bunch of uh, uh, disc- like bios and, and descriptions of summaries of work I've been you know involved in over the course of the past three four years, and uh, yeah. so I put Midnight Run on in the background, and um, it was just it was such a fun movie. It was like so pleasant, and you know, I oh, kept yeah. jumping back to it and. Watching young De Niro in his prime, oh man! Yeah, he's, he's and just, the the yeah. two of them are just such perfectly cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't want to call De Niro a character actor, but he always plays Robert De Niro. Yeah, you know? yeah. And Grodin <laughs> always plays Charles Grodin. Right. So like, they just they're such great foils yeah. of each other. Yeah. And uh, it's ugh, it's just such a perfect little movie perfect big movie is successful and popular but it's such a perfect movie and the soundtrack is kind of like the one in it's like a james bond theme where it's like you hear the same song over and over throughout the song with little tweaks to it um that's the only way that it's like a james bond theme just that they use it over and over but it's just such a friggin' wonderful like if you catch it right. you're like oh midnight run is on yeah. great i'm just wherever in the movie it is i'm gonna watch the rest of this movie yeah. and oh there's yafik koto cool yeah. <laughs> like hey there's that guy hey there's that guy yeah. cool and i gotta say like but, that ending scene where de-, de niro looks in at groden and and he just says uh just you i got i got the money just keep it keep it just go yeah yeah just yeah go. i caught you I caught you, but you know, you know, this is it. Yeah. I'm done. And he, he proved it to himself. Right. Oh, right. Oh, it's, that's all he needed. It's so it's such a pleasant ending because it's like, 
I don't know. You know, there's there's still that tinge of like, well, okay, I'm still also watching essentially like a bounty hunting movie here. But then at the end of it, it just yeah. lightens. It's such a light note to end up, to go out on. It's such a great film. Yeah, and it's absolutely and like it's signature De Niro through the entire thing with the faces. Yeah, and the, you know, oh you, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Yeah. Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like everyone's kind of scummy. Yeah, like no one's great. Everyone's <laughs> kind of a scumbag. Right. Uh, it's such a great movie yep. and just classic, classic soundtrack. Um, and another one where there's a version, Oingo Boingo put out a version. I mean, it's the same people playing the same song, but they added lyrics. Right. And like, I don't like that one as much as just the like instrumental put me in the movie yeah. uh, version of it. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I just I love this song. Hell it's yeah. so good. And it's such a so yeah that's thing. it's such a fantastic right because and it has that bloom 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 yeah bloom 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 and it it closes itself out yeah. and it's like you know you see the credits finishing and you're like okay yeah. I'm done yeah it's it's playlist over it's tail lights into the night that's what it is it's yeah so pleasant yeah. yeah so yeah and uh and that puts us at two hours for this episode so that is perfect as well. Hell yeah. So uh, my name's Dan Grubb, and that's Aaron Fletcher-Smith. This has been the 2022 edition of the annual Lycorama uh, mixtape. Um, and uh, again, in the notes, there's a link to the YouTube playlist for, with all these songs. Yeah. And uh, Aaron, take us out with our, our signature ending theme music. I'm going to do my best here to do a 70s uh, instrumental groove here. No, Edith Bunker played <laughs> trumpet. Curse you, Megatron! All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>